Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We try to behave ourselves on the story, but y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-F. Hey, everybody. Welcome to TGIF. It's Wednesday, and we are back with your favorite show on the net. Uh, we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media, everything that everybody's talking about, including this. Later on, we're getting to the root of low vibration plates, viral clay craze uh, with wellness guru Stormy Wellington. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink. I can't really drink tonight because I had some surgery yesterday, but uh, get ready for this hot tea. Uh, he was gone a couple of days and y'all had all kinds of conspiracy theories about why he wasn't here. What could it be? What was the big plot, the scandal? Meanwhile, he was in New Orleans, turn it up with his brother. Please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on? Listen, y'all. God damn. <laughs> listen, I heard every, listen, I was going through the comments. They were like, well, when everybody else be gone, they take their computer with them, and yada, 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 yada. And, and why he can't do it from another location. And like, y'all fail to realize the last time I was gone, I ended up popping up on a sitcom on BET the last time I had to be out. This go round, I had some family stuff going on. I was in New Orleans for my brother's 50th birthday party, and I was not about to interrupt the party to come Fool all the word. Like that's really that's really the short of it. Like it was family time, and I was there to have a good time, not do this dog on show. Work ain't everything, you know. But I'm here. I'm back. Man, let me tell you, the conspiracy theories were all over the place. That's all I'm gonna say. Very interesting the thoughts, but hey, that just shows that they love and we're all here. And also, please welcome back brand strategist Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Now, what what's this surgery you had? Was it something serious? I had some implants put in dental. So yeah, oh. dental implant and put in in the very back. So they had to put me to sleep yesterday and I had general anesthesia. Somebody and was knocking your molars out? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know how I am. This <laughs> new, this new friend asleep. must be working it. <laughs> Ooh, giving you cavities and carrying on. Oh yes, my God. God. You know what? It was a crown that I already had and it was like, it kind of failed. So they didn't have to pay. They didn't have to charge me for all of it. So instead of paying five thousand, I had to pay three thousand nine hundred and fifteen dollars. Isn't that crazy? Well, you say two thousand, so yeah. I'm ready to go to Tijuana and get them five hundred dollar crowns put on in a second. <laughs> well, you'll be going every three years, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, what y'all drinking on? Y'all drinking tonight? I'm trying to vibrate high, so I'm not drinking <laughs> liquor. I'm drinking um, lemonade cut with water because I want to vibrate high tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, same. Okay, Al, what you drinking on? You know, I'm having a Pinot Grigio. I'm having a wine. Okay. I got water and lemonade too, Al. Uh, we're on the same page. I got Simply Lemonade and some smart water. So, uh-huh. uh, All right, well, we're going to get through this show without our liquor, and we're going to try to vibrate higher because we, me and my friends joke about this vibrate higher thing all the time, so I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, someone who's not vibrating higher is that damn Candace Owens. Now, she released audio that she claims is Kim Kardashian ridiculing Ray J about his relationship with Whitney Houston. Take a listen to this. What do y'all think about this audio, alleged audio of Kim Kardashian and what she said about Whitney Houston? Al, let's start with you. Um, I think she's whack. She's whack. You're not going to ever come for the black queen of pop. That you won't do, Kim Kardashian. Now, you might be, love, be beloved by a lot of people, but you're not that beloved. Don't be disrespectful. That's number one. Number two, I think, what was the, what was the second question, Claudia? Well, what do you think about what she said about Whitney Houston? And what do you oh, think okay. about her Talk. audio? That's it. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. That was whack. She's whack for coming for the queen of pop. Okay. Q, what are your thoughts? 
So, you know, it's funny, right? I, I, I really have two thoughts on this, right? The first thought is, I want to cuss her ass out because as much as you borrowed from Black culture, the nerve of you, right? Like, you really have big nerve as much as you have benefited from mimicking a Black woman. And I feel like had this been a Black woman that Ray J was dating, despite Whitney's previous drug use or not, a Black woman would have never made this type of comment with, with them being upset with Whitney. There just was a certain level of respect that would have been present being that it was Black on Black and we know what Whitney truly means to the culture. On the other side of things, and y'all gonna eat me up because y'all gonna try to say I'm taking up for the Kardashians and that's so not what it is. It also was a private conversation. And when you're mad with people and you're trying to get up under their skin, you say mean shit to them. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, I don't know what transpired that made her have to call Ray J. But when you're trying to hurt somebody, you say the meanest things to them possible. It's not like she stood on a public platform to say this. She called it and said it to him in what she thought was a private moment. But Q, let's let's really look at this now. Why is she calling Ray J? Why is she calling Ray J? Ray J and Whitney Houston allegedly started dating in 2010, right? So it had to be around that time that she placed this outbound call with this disgusting attitude. Why was she doing that? In 2010, she was she was the highest um, paid reality star. In 2010, she was dating Reggie Bush, one of the biggest football NFL stars in the game, in the NFL. She dumped him at the end of, uh, what, 2010 and got with Chris Humphreys and seven months later got married to him. Why is she calling the ex that she made a video with years ago, cussing him out, asking him, why aren't you calling me back? Because you don't call me back crying and all this stuff. I honestly believe that she was jealous. I'm going to tell you this. He was jealous uh, that, she, that he was dating a queen, that he was dating someone way more popular than her and relevant. Y'all may not like what I have to say about this, but I'm going to call cap on a lot of people that are like, oh, how dare y'all disrespect Whitney Houston when all y'all was talking about crack is whack, making fun of Whitney Houston until the day she died. So miss me with this. She was so well respected because when at the end of Whitney's life, Everyone was making jokes, including black comedians and influencers. Let's not get amnesia and forget how Whitney was cracked on, no pun intended, before she died. Now, that's number one. Number two, yes, you know what? They were they may have been done dating, but we don't know really what uh, was going on with them. They We do know now that they were still business partners. And I do agree with you, Q. When you are mad, you will say some foul stuff. And it is horrible that someone will leak it because... Think of the stuff that y'all have talked about, mm -hmm. that I have talked about with one-on-one -on -one with someone else when you're mad. And then when you calm down, you're like, man, I was tripping. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is human nature. And I think we forget it's human nature when it's a celebrity. We think, oh, they should know better. Well, we don't do the same. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of feel like we got to remember where we all were at that time because every comedian was making fun of Whitney Houston up until the day she died. That's Agreed. what I Agreed. But... Moving mm -hmm. forward, no more future slander of her. How about that? Is that fair? Well, I, uh, listen, I definitely think, though, this is definitely going to hurt her standing with the Black community. Like, if she thought it was hurt before, because when I heard it, it definitely wounded my heart. So, Kim, you, you, and and there's no way you can clean this one up. There, there, there's no voodoo, hoodoo, or magic that Chris Jenner can do to clean this one up. I think this might be the semi-nail in the coffin with the Black community for you. Okay. All right. Well, moving on, let's get into this. Hey, last night, uh, Jamie Foxx was denied entry into Cardi B's 30th birthday party after arriving late with more than four people in his entourage. Now, after uh, turning Fox away, the person at the door ran after Jamie to tell him that it was okay for him to enter after all. But by that time, he was already mad and he had no desire to, you know, keep going into the party. Jamie said, no, no, we not good. Nah, nah, F, it's all good. I, I love you, but this was too much. Uh, Q, let's start with you. What are your thoughts? And have you ever been turned away from a club like this? So, you know what? It's so funny. <laughs> I was just talking to... I, I'll tell y'all the story on commercial break. This this what niggas do. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get invited somewhere and y'all think because y'all somebody, you can get everybody in. Like, that what Jamie Foxx did was low vibrational. You don't <laughs> show up somewhere with 10 people. And like... It, it becomes a logistical nightmare for the people that were there. I don't care how big your celebrity is. You show up with two, three people. The problem was not them getting him entry. It was that you was trying to show up 
with 10 people and then you got mad when they turned you away. Nah, when you left crustaceous eating, you should have told five of them niggas to go home and, and your four <laughs> closest to come with you so y'all could get in the party. Who does that? And then you got the nerve to get mad because you couldn't pull the Jamie Foxx card to get in. The, the funny story I was going to tell y'all one time is I was in Atlanta and we was at a club and I was with Marlo Hampton and Quad and they wouldn't let us in. And Marlo kept saying, but it's Marlo Hampton and Quad. I mean, it's Marlo Hampton and Quad. And, and, the, we, and they're like, we know. And like the, person, the person at the door was like, baby, I don't know who y'all are. And like, oh. we literally ended up like having a wait in line and Quad ended up buying the table. So that's why it was funny, but go ahead, yeah. Al. I, this is what I think. Um, I don't think he was wrong. Now, I think the only time that he was probably or could be wrong is if he wasn't invited, if she had an, an exclusive invitation list. But, you know, Claudia, we've been in these situations before where you and I have a, approached a door that we know that we did not RSVP in, and we got in off of your good graces in your name. We've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and you and we all, we, we rolled four deep, right? Because we know that with Claudia Jordan, at least <laughs> she can bring three more people with her. So it's like you have that. And being that he's such a big star, you would think that he has enough pull in the industry that when he shows that that type of support that they let him in. Now, I think that the issue here was that the doorman or whoever was there was like, this is an exclusive party. If you're not on the list, you can't get in. He was simply following instructions, but that was the wrong person to follow the instructions to because once someone went and told the person probably who, who was waiting at the door, then they were like, go get him, go get him. We should have never turned him away. That's how I interpreted what happened. Now, you asked another question, has it ever happened? Let me tell you something. I went to Stevie Wonder's birthday party, and I was married at you? the time. I'm sorry? Did he you see know? you? Say what? He didn't, Did he he didn't see Al. He didn't see Al or his <laughs> <laughs> Did Stevie one? Did he see you while you was there? <laughs> You're so freaking crazy. Look at, look at, look at, look at. Y'all got mad about people. Kim talking about Kim uh, about Whitney Houston, and here we go. See how easy it is. <laughs> anyway, I was finish my story. So I was married at the time, and it was a big VIP, a big VIP event over on. I think it's his fifty seventh birthday, and it was in the Bahamas. It was at the Cove, uh, Curls. Uh, uh, um, it was, you know, every celebrity that you could think was there, including Whitney Houston, actually, with Bobby Brown. And so we got to the door and we were there the night before helping the guest of honor with their guest list in their table where people were going to be seated. When we got to the door the next day to go to the party, we were denied entry. Mm, yeah, it'd be happening. I I got turned down once because I went out with Amarosa and it was a spot that I always get into. And they were like, Claudia, we like you, but we don't F with her. They go, we'll let you in, but not her. I go, but she rode with me in the car. I can't make her go home. <laughs> and I go, you're going to really make me walk past these paparazzi? They're going to think I couldn't get in. They go, we love you, but we hate her. And we're not letting her in. And I was like, but you got all the little white reality stuff. They go, no, we don't, we don't rock. I was like, damn. So we had to walk by. And at the time I was friends with her. So I didn't put her on blast until the pop was like, what's, ha what's happening? What happened? You can't get in, Claudia? I was like, I didn't want to say she can't get in. I can get in. <laughs> but now y'all know it wasn't I've, me. It was I've, had that, I've had that happen before where I've showed up places and like my name was good enough to get maybe me in and a plus one but it was like a third person with us <laughs> or when they pull the, the third person really ain't that attractive. So they like, mm -hmm. you, and then, <laughs> and so then you have to come back and be like, y'all, I dipped my head in there and it was whack as hell. And then let's just go over here. You know what I'm saying? I had, had to do that number because you can't be like your friend busted. And that's why we can't get in. Cause she ain't up the park. It's so hard to tell your, I mean, you can't tell your friend. I used to have to pay the doorman at Tao in Vegas. So this one friend I used to rock because she's always dressed a mess, but I liked her. She was cool as hell and I never wanted her to be embarrassed. So to eliminate the, because one time the guy at the door said, whose aunt is that? And he said it all loud. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I, I just like slid him some money. So I was like, yo, chill, chill. She's my publicist. Anyways. Um, okay. Before we go, we want to definitely wish Cardi B a happy, happy birthday. And you don't want to leave. Coming up next, we are breaking down the meaning of low vibration plates with wellness guru, Stormy Wellington. So stick around for that. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, fellas, soulmates, not just fellas, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're getting to the bottom of how a plate of mashed potatoes, a sandwich, and a hot dog was classified as being a low vibration plate and started a whole viral craze. But first, check out the clip that started it all. She's I would coach. never eat a plate that looked like this. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to do that to myself. Mm. Oh, my God. And it comes better than that. It's mm. low vibration. Hannah, <laughs> tell us all about it. It's a woman who started the low vibration plate viral craze. Wellness guru, Stormy Wellington, a.k.a. Coach Stormy. Hey, Stormy. Thanks Hi, Claudia. Hello, everybody. Hey, what's going on? Hello. You look, I'm you excited. Look great. Oh, you look great. And I love the background. Super cute. Super high vibrational. Thank you. Great. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, let's, thanks for being here. Let's get right into it. Now, in the video, you told your friend that her plate of food was low vibration and suitable for a hood wrap while your plate was fit for royalty. Break that down for us real quick. So, so hold on. There, let me just say something. There's a history with, with this young lady that y'all saw in the video. Her name is Tammy Price. Okay. I had her mentor and her coach, her friend. She literally calls me her angel. Um, and addresses me that way for the last seven years. So just to give a little backstory, like I would never have, you know, spoken to a random person like that. Me and her have a history and I feel responsible for her success, her next level. And so when I sat down at my women's retreats with women that came to grow, to know themselves, to love themselves, to become better. And she was the top income earner that I've coached to millionaire status, multi-millionaire status. And she sits down with, enough food for three people. I had a problem with that. I felt I felt not only did she dishonor herself, but I felt like she dishonored and disrespected me uh, with the plate of food. And it would be wrong for me to have sat next to her and let her treat herself less than the queen that she is. Wow. She had too much food. She had actually <laughs> two hot dogs. But I gotta understand, she had ate some of the food by the time I got disgusted, okay? So it was like two hamburgers, two hot dogs, two chickens, potato salad, baked beans, and corn on one queen's plate. And it was slot on it. Hamburger was upside down. The beans was mixed with the potatoes and the corn. It was very tacky. It was already plastic silverware. You know, it was not split for a queen. Granted, it was my event, but I did not know what the caterers was bringing. And it was just low vibration. It was thrown together. It was very tacky and distasteful. Listen, I'm sitting here laughing because from my perspective, you actually making the shit worse. Like as far as <laughs> I ain't trying to make it like, no, it, it is worse. because look, you sat up there, in my opinion, as a friend and embarrassed the hell out of this lady, right? And then it was like my plate is fit for a queen and your plate is fit for a hood rat. First of all, Tammy used to be big, Tammy's still semi-big. She was hungry. Your plate no, was given your plate was given starvation realness. And then it was like to compare it to royalty stormy, like no, like no tea, no shade, no cap, hood rat, but what you give, like what you give on the daily is more consistent with hood rat than her plate. You had green fingernails. You was licking barbecue sauce and God knows whatever else from up under your nails, oh all while digging around in this lady plate, right with your hands, all close to her food. Y'all was eating off a white Dixie plate at an event that people paid thousands of dollars to attend that you was responsible for. And then on top of that, shrimp are roaches of the sea and there is literally no nutritional value in corn. So how was your plate or your vibration any higher than hers while your legs was cocked open on, on the chair. So let, let's go back. Let's go back. First of all, all the time, I'm a 1,000% real person. Sometimes I'm a hood rat all the time. I'm a queen. I'm very, very dead. And I don't pretend not to be. I'm very a mixture of two. I'm a hybrid bitch, by the way. I act queenish all the time, but you're going to always get a little hood rat within me. That's number one. Number two, I hired an outside caterer. I paid them according to what their proposed uh, budget was, right? For me to get there and to see that stuff, I was already in the event. I had no idea what they were bringing as their utensils. This is a very high top level chef, number one. Number two, yeah, I'm going to carry myself how I carry myself all the time, like a queen, and I had my versions of being the hood rat as well. Now, shrimps, I love shrimp. I was a pescatarian for many years. I just started back eating chicken, right? <laughs> I love great food. I love chicken. I love corn. I love 
uh, barbecue. I love to lick it off my fingers. I'm always going to do that stuff. But when I gave the example, it was just to show the difference. Again, you do not have to pile enough food for two, three people on your plate at one time. Let's get it clear. I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a plant-based eater. Okay. It was the amount of food and the way in which it was placed on her food. It had nothing to do with the actual food itself. Now, granted, I'm in a different space after that. But at the time, I don't care what you, Claudia, nobody says, right? Al, respectfully, that food was not placed on the plate properly. It looked tacky and hood radish. The difference was, the difference was the way my food was placed. I wasn't starving. That was enough food for one setting. I don't believe in eating enough food for the day. I'm gonna eat portion. I do. I do what you call portion control. I'm you have another question. Every three I'm a, hours. I'm gonna tell you something. Tammy, a better woman than I ever be, because I'd have knocked that damn plate out your hand, and when that food <laughs> hit the ground, you would have saw just how low that shit could have evaporated. But <laughs> it was just, it so just, I, I Stormy, it just came off. Stormy. It just well, came on, off me, condescending. It well, just came off condescending. Respectfully, Stormy. I would say, I would say. Wait, let me just say two things. And real quick, two things. Number one, that's my coaching style. I'm, I'm going to address the issue right when it happens. That's probably why I got 36 millionaires and multimillionaires, and there's no coach that I know that has that type of resume and track record because they sugarcoat shit and they save shit for later. I'm addressing on the spot as a teaching lesson for the masses. Again, 36 multimillionaires that came from zero, and that's the, that's within the last eight years, number one. Number two, Tammy knows my the way I communicate. When I'm passionate about something, and I'm trying to teach a lesson, that's just the way it comes across. And that's probably why, just respectfully, I don't know your financial bracket, Funky Dineva, but that's probably why this lady is a multimillionaire and I don't know what you are. It's her level of humility <laughs> and respect. Hey, no, Stormy, I'm being honest. Stormy, I'm being can, honest. I, can I pivot here, Stormy, for a second, please? Now, you know I'm yes. a brand strategist, and one thing that I've enjoyed about you, whether, we, whether it's Hood Radish or whether it's Queen, is that you are a marketing guru and you have taken this viral moment and created merchandise. You have created a fashion line now called High Vibrational Gear. Do you mind sharing with me how that came about? Is it because of the virality moment? You were like, hey, this is a moment. Let me take advantage of it. What constantly makes you show up all the time in understanding this marketing game and know how to capitalize on it? I mean, first of all, when I finished filming that, y'all got to remember, that wasn't a mistake. I knew it was going to come across, you know, controversial. You know, I'm, I call myself the queen of controversy. I'm just, I'm just that girl. And literally when we finished, I said, that's going to go viral. And I knew it. I knew that everybody was going to pick that video apart. And I'm very grateful for Tammy's response because if she would not have responded humbly, we wouldn't, I don't believe this would have went across the way it has went across. Um, you got young ladies saying, I'm a queen. Don't put all that food on my plate. You got people saying, hey, I don't want to eat no low vibration plates. You got more people <laughs> conscious of what they're eating. Even me, I've been literally plant-based for the last week because I want to eat high vibrational foods. Foods have vibrations. So when I saw how people went crazy, you got to remember January of 2020, I believe, I was called canceled. People canceled me because I said something at the wrong time about something I was not aware of. And it caused me to go in a very, very dark place. I couldn't handle uh, the public scrutiny. I never experienced nothing like that before. The amount of people that unfollowed me and wanted to fight me and kill me, it was crazy. And so after experiencing that, you gotta remember my controversial muscles are stronger. My, my, my ability to deal with public scrutiny is strong. So I saw how people were going crazy about it. And I'm a businesswoman. I'm gonna turn every obstacle to make an opportunity. And so I saw that, you know, people were going crazy. I mean, you got celebrities talking about they low vibration plate versus they high vibration. And I believe in turning every, you know, opportunity into some cash flow. And so I'm just excited about Thanksgiving. I'm excited about the New Year's. And I feel like more people now are looking at their plates. And so why not capitalize and make some money off the drama? Black people Child. love drama. So why not make some money off of it? Child, please. I, tell, tell, I, tell, tell, listen. So, I mean, what was really going through your mind was, bitch, you got all this food on your plate, and now people think this TV sale ain't going to work. Tell the truth. That, too. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> that, too. That, too. That, too. <laughs> so, 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 Funky, you said something. Tammy lost 85 pounds 
drinking the products. After the fact, she had a lot of loose skin. She went and got surgery, right? But she lost 85 pounds before she got one nick of surgery. And you're right. All of us have gained weight. I'm 10 pounds heavier than I was during the pandemic. She's 10 pounds heavier. And so if I'm watching her eat that plate, I'm like, that's the problem. That's how you eat when I'm not around. So let's, let's, let's correct this in the moment. Granted, I mean, I don't think she was embarrassed because she know how I, how I talk. I just, this is who I am. And that's why a lot of people don't like me because I talk like this at the moment. I'm not going to hide it for later. Um, but the truth is, you're right. We're in the tea business. We're in the health and wellness industry. We already got people thinking we scheming and scamming them, selling them things that don't work. So I need you to remember that we got to make sure that this tea do what it do. And we can't eat like that. Well, I'm, I'm glad you addressed that because they are all up in the comments saying scam, scam tea. And I'm glad you addressed that because they are trying to really come for your tea. And you are saying it works. And you and now you explain your reason why you said all that and it makes sense. So Stormy, um, thank you for being here with us tonight. I, I did not expect this conversation. And thank you for clearing it up. What can we expect from you next, real quick, before we go to commercial? Oh, I mean, listen, uh, vibrational gear, my community. I have a girl hold my hand community where we do come together every day at eight o'clock. I've saved women from depression and suicide, and I'm going to continue to build my girl hold my hand community, changing lives all over the world. Right. I'm going to sell more tea, more Nutriburst, more NRG, and I'm washing people plates. Don't come all around right. me with them low vibrational plates. She the plate Nazi up in here. All right, Stormy, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like afraid to eat around you because I'm like, I know, I'm like, right? I'm like I didn't know it was that serious. Like, okay, Thanksgiving around the corner. Hey, don't be a low vibrational hood rat because Stormy will come for you. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more. Thank you so much for being here. Woo, welcome back to TGIF. What a segment that was. If you just tuned in, make sure you catch the replay tomorrow and watch that segment and what went down uh, regarding low vibration plates. Okay, y'all, if you are uh, 50 or older, listen up. Did you know that Gerbalife Guaranteed Life Insurance provides valuable whole life insurance protection to help cover your final expenses? It's true, and it can help with expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debts. It helps protect your family from the financial burden of your final expenses. Now, if you're between 50 and 80 years old or 50 through 75 in New York, our coverage is guaranteed with this policy regardless of your health history. Now, there are no medical exams to complete or lengthy health questionnaires to fill out. Simply visit GerberLifeFamily.com and premiums do not increase over time. The amount you pay when the coverage begins is the same amount you'll pay throughout the duration of your policy. Just answer four easy questions to get your free personalized quote instantly by visiting GerberLifeFamily.com. See the website for terms and restrictions. Check them out. All right, y'all. We'll be back with more tea with Q and Al after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Let's get into this R. Kelly. Uh, he sure does have some really diehard fans. Now, one of his supporters was arrested and released on bond for threatening to kill his federal prosecutors. And another supporter, Sylvia Parks Tumusim, something like that. I don't know. A well-known blogger known for her posting commentary on R. Kelly's case was arrested for allegedly beating up another supporter because she was allegedly jealous of her. Like the supporters are like, what the hell? You can't make this stuff up. What do y'all think about R. Kelly's fan base getting out of hand like this? Q, let's start with you. What do you think? Listen, I y'all don't have to understand mental illness is real. And I'll never forget me and T.S. Madison did a vacation. And Maddie's fans are called the Maddie Mob. And there literally was this woman there who was about 45 years old crying because she got in an argument with another person that was part of the Maddie mob who deemed herself the president. And that girl told her that she couldn't be a part of it anymore. And this grown lady was at the table like having a com complete conniption. So these people take this fandom for real. We see it with the barbs, we see it with the beehive. And these people really begin to idolize and think that these are people in their lives for real. And it's all, all I can describe it is as mental illness at its finest. Mm -hmm, I agree. Al, what do you think? 
I'm not surprised, but we you know we have four other celebrities that have had fans in these very similar situations, being extreme types of fans. Britney Spears fans are known to be very extreme. Chris Brown's fans are known to be extreme. Justin Bieber's fans are known to be extreme. And Claudia, you know this from personal experience, and I would love for you to share your story about the Nicki Minaj experience where they were, you know, threatening not only you, but weren't they also threatening your mother and showing up to her house? And, and wanting to, you know, bodily harm her? They were threatening to uh, hurt my young niece. And they also oh, showed up to, um, they actually came to the building next to mine and posted a picture. They got my number and they texted to me. And they also had a picture of a gun like this into the camera. That's what they did. Over covering a story, not trashing her, simply covering a story, but they didn't like the coverage or the tone. So, yeah. Uh, fandom is a, is a crazy thing. It's like, and it's not supposed to be fanatical like that, like where you just lose all sense of self and, you know, you you ride for your queen or your king like this. Like it's, it is it is mental illness and people become obsessed with what they see on television. I had a stalker one time that believed that he was King Tut and I was Cleopatra in a former life and he showed up to my place, right? He, I had a house up in the mountains in, in LA and in, in the uh, Stevenson's Ranch's calls. Anyways, long story short, I'll make it real quick. A guy was in town that was annoying to me, but he kept insisting to come over and have lunch. I said, all right, you can come over daytime. While he was in my kitchen, we were cooking together. And he says, what happened to your screen window? It's off. And I go, oh, my cat probably pushed it out. No, come to find out this stalker had driven 30 miles to my house, looked in the window, took the screen off my window and was looking, watching us. And he had threatened to rape, he, he had threatened to rape and kill me. Oh, so wow. he ended up getting a, a three-year prison sentence. They let him out early because of good behavior. Then they put him back in because he showed up again to another show. And he ended up dying in prison. He was a diabetic going through uh, dialysis too. I'm like, so in between dialysis, you come and stalk me. But people get obsessed with something. And in their mind, it is real. You are the queen or the president of their fan club. And you, and I'm the closest to you. And nothing else matters. And these people fix it on you. It is very sick and scary. It is and he should have been looking through the screen window of DaVita dialysis or stalking Dan Walgreens <laughs> in the insulin department. And he ran that show house messing around with you. If you go on YouTube, I put a video of Claudia Jordan Stalker and I have a video of him because he showed up to an event and you can hear how he sounds. It's he's he's dead now. Anyways, um, speaking of someone who needs a dead something, let's get into this Irv Gotti thing. OK, Irv Gotti talked about Ashanti every chance he get, got. Uh, so Diddy asked Ashanti to do a feature on the remix of his song Gotta Move On. And her verse seems to be in response to Gotti's recent antics. Ashanti sings. It's giving obsessed. It's giving you stress. It's giving you press. It's giving this blank missing the best. But it's been 20 years. Please cry less. We can see you in your tears. I mean, do I even have to ask, Al, do you think Ashanti's verse is about Irv Gotti? Absolutely. And baby, you know one thing I love about Ashanti. Ashanti did not address this in the press. How she addressed it was with her pen. And we know Ashanti pen when she is writing, she is one of the best or one of one of the top writers that listen, in my time I have, have witnessed. Remember, she wrote for J Lo, she wrote for Nelly, she wrote for Tupac, she wrote for Lil Wayne. Now the song I didn't care too much for, but I love how she took what she was going through with him and she pinned some stuff that made a lot of good sense to me. All right. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, Q, what do you think? You know what? I just want to add some texture or some, 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 some perspective to this thing because everybody's trying to make it seem like, you know, Irv Gotti is still heartbroken and he's still in love, so on and so forth. And we've got to remember two things are at play here. Number one, Irv Gotti was doing this documentary and what better way to promote your documentary than to talk about, you know, the most salacious, your relationship with Ashanti. But let's, let's be clear here. I personally believe the true source of Irv Gotti's anger with Ashanti is the fact that Ashanti gained access to her masters. She is completely re-recording her entire first album. And uh, Irv did an interview saying, I basically feel like she's taking money out of my mouth. By re-recording the whole album, he gets completely cut out of the royalty situation. And I think that is truly what set Irv Gotti off. Not he's missing Ashanti after 20 years. I can see that, you know, I, and I, I can understand him having a claim or being aggravated about that. But I, what I don't like is like, 
Why do we always have to go to the lowest common denominator when it comes to a woman? Yeah, I hit that. I smash. She's a hoe. She's this, she's that. There's other things you can complain about that are legitimate, right? Uh, in your in your mind. But I hate that it always has to go to I hit that. I smash. I think it's very lazy, and I'm and I'm I'm kind of over it. You know, it, it's like when you can say nothing else, you go to that, and then society eats that up every time with and no proof needed of anything. We just go ahead and believe every single thing every single time, and it's annoying. Well, it's no different than women when y'all get mad. The first thing y'all go to is he got a little dick or he gay. So it goes both ways. Well, I only say he had a little dick if he did. And if I loved him, I'll probably never tell you because I cared about him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Speaking of relationships, uh, look at this tweet by Young Miami. She wrote, single life is so peaceful. Do you agree with her? Or do you think being in a relationship can also be peaceful if you're right with the right person? Al? You know, both of both of those made sense to me. I mean, if you're in a, a happy relationship, I can see how it can be peaceful if that's what you're looking for. Um, and I can see how being single, uh, you know, you escape all the drama. But, you know, I totally get it. But, you know, the, but the funny thing here is as it relates to her and Diddy in a relationship with each other, I I, ju- I mean, not in a relationship, I guess dating, because they both single. They said it on Carisha, please, right? Um, is that, re- that relationship just didn't make sense to me. It didn't add up to me. And that's why I'm probably more confused about the two of them using this whole I'm single, I'm dating um, type of lingo to describe their friendship. Do you guys think it's a business relationship or do you think there's really a synergy there? Because, like, he, you know, it doesn't seem like Carisha, uh, well, Young Miami, who is very charismatic and funny and all that, you know, that Diddy's an older man, like he's dated J-Lo and, you know, uh, Kim Porter, like his, it's not that you can have just one type, but do you think it's a business arrangement or do you think it's real? Q, what do you think? You think it's giving him like, you know, when you get in a certain age, like 40s and 50s, you go through your midlife, like I need a fresh, I need an injection of youth back into my life. And she brings that. What do you think? You know, I think there's a combination of things at play here, right? So I'll never forget when Cardi B got with Offset, what it did for him, right? Because Quavo was that dude. When Cardi B got with Offset, then all of a sudden Offset became the Migo that everybody knew. I feel like Diddy took a play out of that book. And granted, he's Diddy. He's got fame. But Carisha, him linking up with the next best Cardi B definitely did something. It didn't give him more status, but it gave him something. I got a shiny new toy. It may have fed his ego. It may have fed his midlife crisis. It may have, you know, I got on the hottest thing first before somebody else did. It could have been a lot of things there. The other thing, though, that I think is at play here is I don't care what nobody say. Carisha wants more. I think she wants more based on that conversation on Carisha, please. And she was like, so what we is then? You know what I'm so saying? So I feel like, so are you saying basically for Carisha, this is a glow up? Because I don't I don't see this as, as a, something positive for Diddy. Diddy had me in a space where he was, you know, on his way to billionaire status. He did everything, you know, very highbrow, high level. And for him to get with her, to me, just kind of brought his brand in a different direction. So I, I, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think it has less to do about his brand and more to do about his ego and aging, you know, I, I, and, mm, and I, sometimes those things don't go hand in hand. Go ahead, Claudia. Mm. I'm going to say this before we go to commercial. Think about like, you know, we're all, well, Q, you're a little bit younger, but like, you know, people that are in their 40s and 50s, the people that were hot to us 20 years ago, like look at Genuine. He's got the gray beard now. Look at the, the people who were hot, the Jamie Foxes, all these people that were like the, the it guys back then. They're at that age now where they're still popping. They're still super successful, but you don't have the current now thing that you used to have. So when you link up with someone that's young, like you're reintroducing yourself to the younger generation. Cause like now I get, I'm like traumatized sometimes when I say to someone young, oh, you know, I'll be sure, you know this song. And they have no idea who I'm talking about. I think Diddy may have a fear of this younger group not really being as familiar with, you know, he's still Diddy, but it just kind of gives you a shot in the arm with the young, new, younger group now, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of think. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't think it's a business. I think it's I think it's a personal thing as well. Like it makes him feel good. Like he's still popping with the youth. I don't mm-hmm. know. All right, y'all. Commercial break. We'll be back with more TJF. Don't hey y'all. Y'all gotta hit that like button because we had like almost five thousand people in the chat at one point, and when we only have five hundred ninety nine likes. That is ridiculous. That is very low vibrational. So please raise your vibration <laughs> and hit that like button. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, listen, we all have a little political news here. I don't know if y'all been checking out this story, but LA City Council President Nuri Martinez has resigned from her position. Now, we previously noted Nuri was caught on a leaked recording making racist remarks about a white colleague's black child. Now, on the profanity lace recording, Martinez claimed Mike Bonin handled his young black son as though he were an accessory, further describing Boney's son as a uh, changuito, or in English, it's a little monkey. Um, this is a Latino woman, and they were talking about redistricting and, and how they're going to split things up. And it was very, very, very nasty. And the people in LA are pissed, y'all. They came out today and they shut it all down. Al, have you you familiar with this? What do you think about this? Yeah, I'm a little bit familiar with it. I saw I saw some of the conversations in in front of the council. This is what I'm talking about. This is this is what I'm talking about. And I love this is one time that we love social media, the way that social media has spread this, has gotten the word out and has, has in, 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 indeed incited some type of protest that has led to her resigning. And I, I, I applaud. I applaud whoever leaked it. And I also applaud um, making her take responsibility and accountability for her racist ways. The whole council needs to go because nobody said anything in the moment. Like everybody was just like, nobody got mad, no one got irate, and and they they all thought it was it was cute. She went on. Did you hear this, uh, Q? Yeah, I did hear it. And you know what, Claudia, you're absolutely right. I honestly think, and I don't know what the legalities are around it, but the fact that number one, the fact that she felt comfortable enough to say that in front of that body of people is very telling. She said it because she could and because she knew it was a safe space mm -hmm. and that they agreed with her. So L.A. people, L.A. people, y'all also need to get a hold of who all the hell else ass was in that room and vote their ass out and send their ass tweets and call their offices and get rid of them, too. I don't really have an issue with the treats the child like an accessory part, because let's face it, a lot of people do out, go out there and, and adopt little black children in the name of look at me, I'm doing charity. But to refer to that child as a little monkey, you dead as wrong. And especially being of Latin descent. Like, well, so like you, you should know better. Q, that's funny that you said that because, you know, so often when we refer to Latins, we uh, we refer to them, at, and, and especially when it comes to multicultural and diversity and discrimination, we say black and brown or people of color. And I've even, I'm guilty of saying that as well, but I'm going to change that because it, it appears to me that in these instances, Latins then feel like they are better people of color than African-Americans because they have the ability to distinguish themselves by calling us monkeys. I'm going to have to change my verbiage. I'm, a, I'm changing my verbiage now because I don't I don't no longer am going to include or use that word or that term um, people of color. I, I got a friend. Claudia, you're on mute. But in the meantime, in between time, I got a friend like that that says she refuses to use people of people of color. And she when she because they basically piggyback off of our struggle when it's convenient for them. But when it's you know, when when it's not convenient for them, then they want to make a very clear distinction that I'm that they, over right? here and you're you over are there. down there, not mm -hmm. over here. We are down there. It seems like black folks are the only ones playing fair with this inclusion thing, mm -hmm. right? Right. Like, you're the ones that want to wrap our arms and we like we think we really have brothers and sisters and allies in the Latino community now. Do not come for me like I'm saying everybody because there's a clear they're not a monolith the Latino community there's different with Dominicans Puerto Ricans Mexicans Colombians Cubans there's different uh you know things that are important to them right and different allyship I guess you'd say yeah. but for the most part I'm seeing a trend towards a real conservativeness and a real distinction like I have a friend that's Puerto Rican that said a couple things to me one time I was like yo I'm thinking we're more us and you're thinking more, you're more you and us. Like, right. it's a us versus them thing. And I was very disappointed because mm -hmm. probably these ladies are probably, this woman is probably a Democratic woman and we think they're allies and they do not have our back. Mm -hmm. So That's with that right. being said, we fighting for everybody else but ourselves. I still like that we're better than that. Like, we don't have to sink to their level. But goddamn, like, why y'all leave us hanging? Like, we fighting for you, include y'all in our black and brown struggle, and you look at us like we yeah. beneath y'all. Yeah, and every advantage that you guys have gained have been off been the, on the backs back of, of us. the black community. That's right. So
And then when y'all get in and y'all want to be closer to the white folks that don't really rock with you like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of amazing, I am so happy about this story because I cannot stand Alex Jones. Okay, a Connecticut jury has ordered InfoWars hopes Alex Jones to pay close to $1 billion to people who suffered from his false claims that the Sandy Hook elementary school shooting was a hoax. Now, he went on and on and made a lot of money in this. The verdict handed out Wednesday is the second biggest judgment against the conspiracy theorists after he relentlessly promoted the lie that the December 2012 school shooting never happened and that the grieving families were paid actors. This guy is trash. He's been doing this for years. And what he does is says outrageous things, gets people to go to his page and his channel, and then he sells supplements. He just gets y'all gassed up and then he sells supplements. So I'm glad he probably won't pay the money, but I hope they take everything he has. Al, what you think about this? Um, I'm, I'm not that familiar with this story, but I do remember, Claudia, and maybe you can correct me on this. He's like a multimillionaire. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, I, I remember reading. I made a over a hundred million dollars with with this. Right, right. With million. with he's like he's a multimillionaire, and um and you're right. This is a civil suit, so similar to the Tasha K. Cardi B case, you know he can kind of run away from this for a little while. But like you, I I really hope that he has to come off of pocket for all of this nonsense that he's promoted and marketed that a lot of people signed into and believed. Uh, Q, what do you think about this? You know, again, I think that this is another one of those byproducts of the type of politics that Donald Trump introduced to America. Um, we have found out that there are a lot of stupid Americans. Like, I mean, let, let's really take 30 seconds and dissect this here. You have got to be a special kind of fool to think that there is some conspiracy out there where people shot up a school, parents are all grieving, the media is all in cahoots. I mean, the media is airing it out and that it is fake. Do you know how many people would have to be involved to pull off a hoax this big? And yet there are people in America that believe it. That's what's scary to me. The low vibrations and the low IQs of the faction of people who believe it and post this lawsuit will still believe it. Well, mm -hmm. he's got a lot of people believing it because he's asking for a donation and his dumbass followers are still paying, putting the bill for this. They're paying for this. I'm going to say this. I, I kind of want to go back in time about 10 years before, well, a lot of started to get exposed when Barack Obama got elected, because then all the white supremacists, they was all had their panties on the bunch. There was a time where I thought America was getting better. Like I was like, wow, you know, we've come a long way. And I see now that we've got, we've got hundreds of millions of idiots in this country yeah. that are evil, that are cruel, that are mean. I watched the families that the father that lost his daughter in the Sandy Hook shooting and he was in tears. He said, do you know how it feels where he can't he can never get away from this? He said, y'all can go home and I live with this. Someone even talked about digging up the graves of these children to check and see if there's a real body there. This is the kind of people we have in America that claims to be the best country in the world, which we're not. The way people have been showing their ass has been such an embarrassment. We are a global embarrassment right now. We have some really great people here and really trash people here. It started with Sarah Palin. No, it started way before. That started with the Pilgrims. We can go all the way back to that, <laughs> right? But like this resurgence and being proud and not being, before they were at least embarrassed to be racist and now they wear it with a badge of honor. And Alex Jones has been doing this, not only with this, with a lot of stories. If you look yep. him up, he's a trash, fat pig jerk. I'm not fat shaming. I'm fat shaming an evil person. He's a, a blob, evil ass man. And I hope they ruin his life financially with this. I really do. I really do. Um, I don't know if we have time for this, but yeah, real quick. People on social media are putting out a public service announcement that dressing up like serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, can the cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer is not acceptable. One person tweeted, I hope everyone who dresses up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween goes to hell no matter what. And another person tweeted, if I see anyone dress up as Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween, uh, Hands will be thrown. I'm not sorry. Uh, Al, you dress. I know you take Halloween very seriously, as do I. What you think about this? I would never do that. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't respect the 17 people's families that he 
has killed. I couldn't respect our culture or the African-American community. I couldn't respect the gender slay or sexuality slay that he had on our community. There's nothing about this makes sense to me. So I'm going to agree with what's the guy's name that said, if you see him, he tweeted, if you see anybody dressed in this outfit, even though we don't promote violence here, he said that they were going to get a public beatdown. I think his name was Azula's son or something like that. I was reading that tweet. So I agree. I think it's totally disrespectful and, and it shouldn't be tolerated. Q, what you think? I think that um, we are a bit more seasoned. We were alive when it happened. Al, you and I, our community, it directly impacted. Um, you know, I don't see anybody of sound mind and age doing this. This is probably teenagers, you know, young millennials. You know, Halloween costumes coming off the heels of popular things on Netflix and so on and so forth. I mean, that's kind of how it goes. Um, but it takes a special out-of-touch individual. No, but Q, Q, I do I mean, not I'm not know. agreeing with it. I think it's No, horrible. no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not interrupting you. I just want to get this out really quick because I know we're short for time. Did you watch the series? Did you watch yeah. the Netflix series? I, I got the last, that, the on sickest on the last part. The sickest part about the series to me was that he had fans. Yeah. He had fans that wrote him in prison him and money. sent him money yeah. to the tune that his commissary was like thousands of dollars because they saw supported him. I promise you, we're going to see somebody dressed like this idiot during Halloween, because that showed to me that it's almost even cult like like people are still in that space when it comes to like racism. I will say this. Halloween is a deprived, like it's a it's a crazy holiday, right? People dress up like serial killers all the time. This is no different, but it's because it's recent. It seems yeah. a little bit worse. But let's let's think about all the people that people dress up as. It's just tacky no matter what. But I get it. Um, all right, we want to thank Stormy Wellington for joining us tonight. Did not expect the conversation to go like that. Thank you, Q. And thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for the new premiere of Kitchen Talk that's coming up next. And Q, I'm so glad that I did not have you fired and I did not have you suspended because, you know, I, I that's what I do here, I guess, at Fox Soul. Thank you for coming. Uh, we welcome you back. Soulmates, I love y'all. I'm not going nowhere, baby. We'll see y'all Friday. Bye. Bye, guys. Take at Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. And now shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. And now shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.